As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey everyone, I'm Christina Garibaldi and welcome to our podcast, The Wellness Academy, CBD and Essential Oils. Brought to you by our partners at Forest Remedies. We will give you everything you need to know about CBD and essential oils, and we'll uncover everything you need to know about cannabidiol, including what it actually is, its benefits and uses, and why it has become so popular in recent years. Now, our goal is to get 1 million people to go natural in 2020, and we think this podcast is the perfect way to get started. Now, joining me today is the CEO of Neptune Wellness Solutions, Michael Camarada. Hi, Michael. Hello. How are you? Really good. Excited. We are so excited. And also joining us is Chief Scientific Officer of Neptune Wellness, Dr. Graham Wood. Hi, Dr. Graham. Hi, Christina. So before we get started on exactly what CBD is, Michael, I wanted you to explain a little bit about this challenge that you've started. My goal was really to transform the household with plant-based alternatives. Everybody's doing all these innovations and amazing things around technology and, and advancements to go to space and all these great things. But everybody forgot about the people, the consumers that actually buy products. Like, we need to fix the products that are in our household. So my mission really has been, like, if we can get a million people to go natural and, and not just natural in what they eat and, and being healthy and working out or, or uh, the creams that they use, but actually everything in their household, because there's so many diagnoses that come from household products that no one talks about. So if we can disrupt the consumer package good and get people to pay attention to every single ingredient that's inside every product they use from when they wake up and when they go to, go to sleep, I think it's going to have such a positive impact. And so I hope that this series and, and everything that we're going to be doing across the board is, is going to shine a light and educate that consumer so we can start that transformation in the everyday products. I mean, what kind of positive changes have you noticed in your life and what kind of positive changes do you hope people will notice in theirs once they start doing this? When I was going to natural, I thought like it was what I was eating, right? And then realized that, oh my God, you can eat as well as you want and you can work out as, every day. But there's there's chemicals that I was putting on my skin and, and I didn't even really think about it because I never thought that a, uh, a cleaner or a kitchen cleaner product or a or disinfectant wipes could be so dangerous. And then... I started researching it, and then I was like, oh, my God, I got chains on my whole household. So my whole goal is to bring transparency to the whole supply chain on everything you you have around you. Nice. I'm going to go home and throw everything out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's dive into some basic questions for those out there that may have heard of CBD but have absolutely no idea what it is. So, Dr. Graham, dumb it down for me. What exactly is CBD? 
So CBD is a cannabidiol. It is uh, in a class of compounds that are called cannabinoids. Cannabis sativa is the plant. Uh, hemp is a version that has very low THC. Most people probably heard of THC as the, the psychoactive component uh, of marijuana. So that's, that's the part that gets, gets you high versus CBD actually in ways actually, actually counteracts the, the, the THC. So when you have very, very low or if no levels of, of THC, if you consume a bunch before you go to work, before you drive, it's not going to, it's not going to impair. You can go about your day. It looks like the preliminary research. And if you look at the non-clinical research, uh, it's looking like things like inflammation. It's fantastic for that, which then like results in changes in pain. Uh, you have uh, inflammation also is is part of uh, obesity. It's part of uh, diabetes. It's part. It's what they think is actually going on in the brain and Alzheimer's and Parkinson's. Do I think CBD is going to be proven to work in all these? Likely not. But it has the potential to potentially to help in all these different things. And then there's the mood altering effects. There's the the you look at the animal studies, the reductions in anxieties that you see in them. A lot of preliminary human studies where you see really good changes in occasional anxiety. It was a great study they did where they actually had people who were uh, afraid of public speaking and they had them go up and give a speech to, to a crowd and placebo, some got placebo, some got CBD. And the ones who had got CBD actually experienced lower stress and not just them saying, hey, I felt less stressed. They actually took objective measures. They measured the cortisol levels and were able to see that actually there was lower cortisol. So the actual stress response in the body in these people in this study was was lower. So it, it's definitely looking like some really good potentials and we, we really need to push forward the research now that we're, we're finally al- allowed to do it. Yeah, I think CBD has a story. Like it's, it's an ingredient where everybody knows somebody who's been affected by it. And, and that's really what our goal here is, is to get the consumer to understand, like, this ingredient goes not into just products that you use on a daily basis, but it can actually affect your day-to-day lifestyle and enhance it. And I think that we really have to push forward science. And, like, we're doing a clinical study on occasional anxiety because you need to bring that transparency to the consumer. And I think that right now is a critical time because it is very confusing. Like, you have to have, like, a PhD just to keep up with all the rules in all the different states and and then you got to make sure you you know what's in in the products and and where do they get them and so i think the that the millennials and gen z's are very good with their with all the different apps they use and and the traceability and their standards but we got to bring everybody along with us so it's definitely something that i i'm super proud it's like what the charcoal was for the the beauty industry in 2000 like 16 17 this is like a super ingredient that that can apply to every part of your life mm-hmm. And on to, I mean, you mentioned uh, full spectrum. I mean, I think that's, it's a really good point is that we, a lot of people are talking about CBD and CBD is a fantastic molecule, but it's only one of the many, many molecules that are, are in a hemp extract. Um, so there's an estimate of 60 plus other cannabinoids that are in there, each having actually very different effects when they, they, they put them into just some like cell-based models of what they bind to, how they act put them in and give them to animals that they each act differently, but in slightly different ways, but in similar pathways. So they kind of, they have a really nice synergistic effect. And then you have the terpenes as well, and you have the flavonoids and everything really combines. It was actually a, a researcher from GW Farmer who termed the, the entourage effect. And that's it all, all the components really working together. So a lot of people report, and there's even, I mean, actually objective studies showing that just CBD is not as good as 
taking a full spectrum that has that all those different components uh, of the hemp plant in there. So this is, I mean, it's really, it's, I mean, it's a fantastic natural-based product. It's, in essence, it is an essential oil because we're extracting the oil from a plant, which is, I mean, almost the base definition of essential oil and all those different components working together. So when you go to a full spectrum, the one downside is it will, because of those terpenes, it will taste a little more grassy, a little more earthy. Uh, obviously, if you're taking a capsule, you're not going to notice it. If that does bother you, there's what's called broad spectrum, where you distill out some of those terpenes. So the taste, it still has the other phytocannabinoids, but it has less terpenes. So the taste is less, less earthy. And individual, I mean, some people really, I prefer, much prefer the full spectrum because I actually, li- I like to be able to taste it in there. I like to know um, that that's, it's in there. And I definitely think it, it works better, the right. full spectrum. There's lots of facts to learn about CBD and CBD products, so I wanted to let you know that if you head on over to www.forestremedies.com right now, you can learn everything you need to know about CBD essentials. Currently, if you use the code RELAX at checkout, you will receive 15% off any product of your choice. Again, that's code RELAX, R-E-L-A-X, at www.forestremedies.com. I mean, talk a little bit about the products that we were seeing this in and what's kind of the most popular. What are people gravitating towards the most? Because it seems like you can kind of almost put it in a ton of different things, right? Yeah, I think the the first kind of historical products really were the, like the tinctures and the the, the capsules, like yeah. soft gels, uh, hard capsules. Um both of them work fantastic. There's no reason not to use them. I mean, obviously, there's the food. I mean, mar- marijuana, cannabis has been put in food for years. I mean, everyone's thinking of the brownies, the cookies, and people are doing that with CBD as well, as well as incorporating into into lots of other stuff. Yeah, our teas. Like, a simple thing for to do is use the tinctures and you put a little bit into your tea right before you go on and have to give a speech or are the capsules one a day, and if it's a rough day, you do two. And a lot of consumers are focusing on the vices and making them healthier uh, alternatives, which you can do with the different hemp extracts. But I think it's like also as simple as like making a tea or or using creams. And like like my mom has severe arthritis; she used to paint all the time. She uses it for her hands. Yeah, you mentioned a vice before. Did that was this always considered a wellness product, or was it a vice at first and then kind of transitioned into a wellness product? I think a big thing that stopped it, it I mean, is you said it's it was seen as a vice because it happened to be a component in in marijuana and cannabis. People always considered it a vice. Even today, there's a lot of people who say, oh, I can't I'm not taking CBD products. I want to get high. As long as there's no THC, you're you're, you're not going to get high. So I think that really and the regulations you couldn't doing the research was incredibly hard. So for GW Pharma, for them to be allowed, I mean, they just like they can do research on opioids and all sorts of drugs, they were allowed to do to do the research and push it forwards while regular consumers couldn't, even just researchers in university, it was very hard for them to, to actually do the study. So it kind of gave a leg up to, to the pharma side to push it forward as that when if take away those regulations, it would have been used like just like any other essential oil or, or natural ingredient. Right. You talked about THC. I just want to explain to everybody what exactly THC is. Just kind of give us the give us the basic terms of what THC actually is. So THC is a tetrahydrocannabinol. It's uh, another of the cannabinoids that is in uh, is in cannabis sativa. 
So when you go into a dispensary in a state where it's legal, what most of what you're seeing will be a, a cannabis sativa plant that has a high level of THC. Back in the, in the 60s, uh, it was probably maybe 2-3% THC in there. Now it's up to, I mean, I've, I've heard up to 30%. So really, it has become very, de- definitely much more component. And, and that one component, so when, when you're smoking, consuming cannabis, you, you still have the entourage effect with everything kind of working together. But what really makes you high is the, the THC component. They're starting to find now that some of the very minor, I mean, as I mentioned, there's 60 plus cannabinoids. Some of them that have like minute, minute concentrations actually may have some, some psychoactive effect, but they're so low. So if you take out the THC, then people aren't experiencing any psychoactivity at all. And um, some of the clinical studies I've taken part in, when we give people, uh, we would give them one day we would, they would get a THC product, a week later they would get a cannabidiol product, another week they would get uh, a placebo. We would test on like how do you feel like in terms of like the uh, euphoria, in terms of like the time distortions, the, uh, the, the munchies, like the, we, did, we didn't call it that of course. <laughs> um, but, uh, and yeah, you huge effect on the THC group and then the CBD and placebo, like nothing. And this was totally, they had no idea, the people testing them, asking them, it was totally double-blinded and massive difference between really, um, and I've even seen research, so in the plant actually, THC is actually the acidic version, THCA, and even that's not psychoactive. There's been studies showing that. So when, that's one reason when you, you, if you just grabbed a cannabis plant and ate it, the level of THC is actually quite low because it hasn't been switched from THCA to THC. That's why when you make your brand, if you look at most of the cannabis recipes, you often like make a butter, you cook it for longer because you're activating the, the THC. So even THCA is not even, it's really just the, the THC is the psychoactive part. Interesting. So like you said before, you know, CBD is always kind of grouped in with marijuana. That's maybe why some people stay away from it, but it is not marijuana or is it? <laughs> so no, I mean this is where it gets hard because yeah. cannabis sativa is the plant, right? And it genetic. I mean, obviously, there's genetic differences. There's different strains out there with different levels of all the different cannabinoids and the terpenes, which is why they have different smells and tastes. But we've decided that anything that THC, with the, especially in the U.S., anything where THC is above 0.3 percent is deemed marijuana. Anything where THC of the, it's the same plant, but now it's below 0.3% is is hemp. But it's the same. I mean, I've been to I've been to hemp farms where you look out in this huge acres and acres, and it looks like it's acres and acres of marijuana. It smells like it's acres and acres because it's all the terpenes. The smell is from the terpenes. They're the same. So it's it it really is the same plant, and we've just slapped different names on it based off of the THC level. Got it. Now, is there like an ideal candidate that should be taking CBD or is it for, you know, basically anybody that wants to to try it? It, it's, it is for anyone who wants to try it. Definitely, as with any natural supplement, you are going to want to consult with your physician first. I mean, there will be people who could have potential sensitivities to it. Um, your liver is active in uh, metabolizing it and helping you excrete it. Uh, so, I mean, <clears throat> someone who has... Uh, um, I mean, someone has hepatitis or something that is impairing your liver function, it, it could be an issue. Uh, and then there's interactions with other drugs. Because it is metabolized by the liver, which most drugs are metabolized by the liver, they can interact. So a, 
you could be taking an effective dose of your drug now, you layer in CBD and that dose could become either go up and become toxic or go down and you're no longer getting the benefit and your doctor can help with that. And what about like a beer? Is it, is it more dangerous than drinking a beer? Uh, CBD? Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, alcohol poisoning in yearly, I'd, I'd have to check the stats, uh, but since CBD poisoning yearly is at zero, I, I have a feeling alcohol is going to lose in that one. What about a cigarette? Is it more dangerous than smoking a cigarette? I, again, CBD deaths a year, uh, as far as I'm aware, is zero, and cigarettes deaths in a year, I think we're still in the hundreds of thousands. Um, so, I mean, definitely, I mean, if you look at the, uh, the, the toxicity levels, I mean, cigarettes, I mean, both of the, beer is an example of where it's acute toxicity. You can drink too much and die that night. I've never heard of anyone smoking enough in a day to kill them. It's a long-term thing. So they're two very different pathways. So then why is CBD being looked at so dangerously when there's readily available things that can do way more damage? That's a really good question. I mean, even my son, I think it was two years ago, uh, this is in Canada where we're, we were actually about to legalize uh, marijuana and the police came in and told them all these scary stories about how it was going to was going to kill them, make them schizophrenic, all this stuff. And none of it, he came home and told me, and I was, I was, I was quite angry because none of it, what they were saying was true. It was just, they were trying to scare them into, and again, all the research shows you don't scare kids away from things. Like it's not, it's not effective and lying to them. I just don't think that's the, the way to go. But that's that was what, uh, the way they decided to try to deal with what, what they thought was very dangerous uh, it turned out it wasn't, and now they've caused all this confusion as we're trying to bring these these good products out on the market. And that's exactly what we are doing in this podcast, and we have a lot more to get to. We are just getting started, so I want everybody to stick around because we have many more episodes in this series where we will dive into more specific topics about CBD. And don't forget to go to www.forestremedies.com to pick up all your favorite CBD products and subscribe to the show to keep learning more about CBD and its incredible health 